some tweaks really quick. I think we're good. But if we're not, yeah. our viewers will let us know. <laughs> that, that will know later on. Well, we'll know in just a little bit, I'm sure. Usually they're pretty quick to tell us uh, if we have volume, and hopefully we do. Uh, we connected all the wires. That don't mean it's going to work. <laughs> Not when we connect them. <laughs> yeah, technology. It, it loves us. Sometimes, sometimes it hates us. I think they call that a love-hate relationship, yeah. brother. Yeah, amen. But... Uh, let's see. I believe we are good. I believe we are up and running. Just doing a quick look. I just got my notification that we are live. All right. Amen. And we have sound. Okay. All right. Well, good evening, everybody. Good evening. It's so good to see you. Uh, this wonderful Wednesday. Man, uh, our, our weather's been something else to hear. I don't know about where you're at in it's Facebook. It's warm in here. It is a little toasty. We run that heater earlier, and I think it just soaked it up yeah but uh we are we are glad to be here with you tonight uh we just thank and praise the lord for the availability to do this and for those of you who are just first tuning in uh you can not only see us on facebook but you can see us on uh youtube uh, and then if you're a podcast listener you can listen to us uh, on spotify apple podcast google podcast uh, Overcast, I mean, there's a ton. Pocket Casts, Anchor FM, uh, check it out. If you don't have it, they are all free. You can get it. You can get it, yeah. 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 And so we just thank the Lord uh, for the availability to do this. And we are going to uh, continue on. Uh, last week we talked about Hosea. And Hosea, man, whew, uh, a warning to Israel and we're going to start out with a song and it is simply called where could I go but to the Lord yeah amen That's correct and so we're gonna start off with that right there Auto scroll, make it do its work. Living below in this old sinful world, hardly a comfort can afford. Striving alone to tempt temptations call. Oh, 
from above Where could I go back to the Lord? Where could I go? Where could I go? Seeking a refuge for my soul Needing a friend to help me in the end Where could I go but to the cameraman be easier you know yeah. Yeah. like I gotta wipe my nose right yeah the camera could swap over to you I did that yeah right right we just gotta be natural so I gotta do it yeah. guess that's an ad out there you know looking for a cameraman <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man well as we said this is Hosea part two we left off in chapter three finishing up the actual uh instance of Hosea and and Gomer Gomer uh, but we're going to kick it off in chapter 4. Brother Doug, will you lead us off? Yeah, you know, in, in uh, verse 1 there, you know, God is defending his judgment of Israel. Mm -hmm. I mean, to them, you know. Yeah, he wouldn't have to do that, brother. Mm. Yeah, he's God. He'd do whatever he wanted. He doesn't right. defend, defend nothing. But he has chosen to defend his judgment to Israel to show them why they're being judged. Uh, and and that only reason could that be that that could be would be is if if he had such a love for him that he wants him to learn by the experience that's that's yet to come, mm. you know. And uh, and I find uh, something interesting here. It, it, he's still calling them uh, ye children of Israel, and uh, <clears throat> this this appeals to the conscience. Uh, uh, what he's saying here is, uh, if you're children of Israel, you ought to be acting like it. <laughs> yeah. right? uh, he says uh, there is no truth, no mm. mercy, no knowledge of God in the land. The Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. That's one down here in a couple of verses, I think. Uh, if they had any knowledge about God at all, they would straighten up and fly right. That's right. And and God wouldn't have to judge them. But no, they they liked their sin more than they did more than they did uh, God, and and uh, and God, they only have to suffer for it, you know. Mm. And uh, in verse 2, uh, to give you an idea, in verse 2 here, you notice that in that verse uh, it says here, by swearing, lying, killing, stealing, committing adultery. 
You know, every one of those words ends with an ing, which which doesn't mean it's something that's in the past, but something that's still ongoing. Mm -hmm. They were they were they weren't just just wasn't didn't swear and didn't lie and kill. They were still swearing, still lying, still killing, still and still stealing, still committing adultery, uh, and and. It, it's all that they. It's all that they could do. It's that's all they knew how to do. There and there was no room at all uh, for for love, truth, life, chastity, uh, and and the term there they break out uh, says they break out and and blood touches blood. The break out means that there's nothing in them to hold back evil. Nothing at all. Mm -hmm. I mean they're just completely completely going haywire. They've uh, lost it. They they lost it. And just like, you know, before Noah's flood, God said that every imagination of man's thoughts of his hearts were evil continually. Man, that's a bad place to be in. I mean, when you mm. never think good, you always think evil. Uh, and such was the case here in Israel. And just like the flood came and destroyed man, so shall God uh, destroy Israel. Uh, the term blood touches blood here, uh, it, it, it really... Is a testimony to the violence of uh, of the times that that they're living in, and what it means is that uh, the blood was poured out continually from many different directions, uh, like little streams that flow into a great big river, and uh, and they, when they, they eventually all of them come together in the big river, not a big river full of, of blood and, and, and violence. And you know, brother, it, it's so bad. The violence and everything is so bad. The judgment of God forthcoming is so evident the nature around them gets it in fact nature itself cries out because of the coming judgment and it's it's almost as if they're they're feeling the pain that's fixed to be brought on and you know animals are funny that way they they can sense danger they can sense changes in weather things of that nature and brother it said that the animals the birds even the fish looked at israel and said <laughs> Bye, but we're getting away. <laughs> it's kind of like whenever somebody tells a fib in church and you know it, and you just kind of take two steps back because you're afraid to be hit by yeah, The Lord's going to strike him dead. <laughs> and so that's how bad it was, though. Even nature said, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, Israel as a nation has turned her back on God uh, uh, and his law, by the way. Mm -hmm. And there was no uh, no one to stand between them and God's judgment. There was really nothing left. As, 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 there was nothing between them. Uh, just... It, it, they just crying out, just almost begging for it, and uh, therefore, uh, because of that, uh, Israel will, will cease to be a nation, and they'll be destroyed because of their lack of knowledge of God. Mm. Wow! And you know, it seemed like the more glory that God gave to Israel, the more enemies that they raised up in idolatry against the Lord, and and just as you know, two chickens make an egg, which is another chicken, uh, a, a man. Plus a woman, the way God intended it, equals humankind. Yeah. And then here, evil begets evil, brother. And every day it was, well, we did this wickedness uh, yesterday. What can we get into today? What can we do that's evil today? And God would now turn that glory that he had given to Israel and turn it into shame. Because why? Instead of giving God the glory, the one who had given them, the one who had blessed them, uh, they had given it to them idols. You know, uh, verses 7 through 11 uh, in this chapter uh, says, even the priests became part of the religious sham. Uh, they were uh, literally profiting from the sins of the people by consenting to Israel's idolatry in the interest of making a few bucks. Uh, I 
Now, I've gathered that some there's some evangelists today you see on television like that. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. uh, they know the truth, you know, and truth has set them free. But Israel's idolatry, uh, they knew the truth about Israel's idolatry, but but they refused to preach against it, uh, so that the, the money would just keep rolling in, you know. Oh. You know, I don't want to offend the tithers, you know. We've got to tip tiptoe through the tithers. <laughs> one preacher once said. And know. folks, it is the responsibility of the preacher the pastor, to preach the Word of God regardless of the consequences. Who cares what, uh, you know, brother so-and-so who gives X amount of dollars thinks. God's Word is God's Word, and it says what it says. Right. And we all know to, to preach to pad our pockets or to pad the offering plate. But instead, uh, folks, to, to profit from the congregation's sin is only setting a bad example to the people. You know, like people like to preach. Yep. Uh, when, when, a, when a preacher refuses to preach the gospel because it may bring uh, financial hardship mm -hmm. or because it may uh, make him unpopular with the people, the, this, this all dis, dis, disqualifies him mm -hmm. uh, from the office and, uh, and the preacher will become just like the people they're supposed to warn. Uh, they'll be judged along with them, maybe even worse because uh, they knew to do good and they did it not. But what they hope to gain by their silence They'll lose hundreds of times over. Mm. Uh, their appetite for evil uh, will never, will never be satisfied. And you know, brother, I've always, always thought that, that uh, if uh, if the people uh, wants to fire you because you preach the truth, they're not worthy of you. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. And unfortunately, truth is what hurts and steps on toes the most. But it's what we need to hear. Yeah. Amen. And you see, these people, they had quit counseling with God. In fact, whenever they had a hardship, whenever they had a heartache, they, were, they would turn to God when they were serving Him like they ought to. But now it says that their counsel is in idols. And their sins have made their hearts just like the stone in which the idols are made from. Yeah. They just as well asked their staffs for, uh, for guidance as they asked God. The people have turned their backs uh, on God, and now God turns his back on them. You know, I mean, what's the difference between worshiping the staff that they leaned on than it would be worshiping a, a rock or... Hold on, I got a counsel on that answer. Hey, can you help me? About the same difference. That thing will talk to you, hit strings, you know. <laughs> them old rocks can't even talk to you. <laughs> but just like Gomer, uh, brother, just like she had removed herself from out underneath Hosea's uh, authority and protection is her husband, Israel has gone and done the same thing with God. They have removed themselves from under his protection. Man, that makes a shiver go down your spine. Yeah. And his authority and instead gave ourselves over to those dumb idols. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They, so they, in the next verses, they go to the mountain to sacrifice and under the shade of trees, they try to hide from God, but folks, God sees all. In fact, it was David who said, If I ascend into the highest parts of heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, thou art there. Yeah. So, folks, no matter what you think you're doing and nobody else knows about, God does. And their offspring, it said, because of their wickedness, will follow them and their kids will continue to, to sin and worship idols as well. You know, brother, one thing I've seen... Uh, in my time here on earth, I, I remember when I was in the, uh, in a, I guess it was on the uh, probably second, third grade, 
even maybe uh, even the fourth grade, you know, uh, we had uh, we had Bible study every every uh, uh, every class in public school, mm. and uh, well, they got away got away with that. They did away with that, and then they did away with more of this and did away with that. And pretty soon, you know, uh, you get back to where you don't you don't have nothing, and that's what's happened. That's what's happened to us, and that's what's happened. That's what happened to them. Uh, their, the refusal of the parents to put away their idolatry in the interest of their children, rather than teaching their kids right. You know, they taught them the, the ways of corruption and of idolatry. Uh, and uh, it will cause them to live in idolatry as well. Mm. Uh, it's a vicious cycle with, uh, with parents refusing to properly train up their children in the ways of God. And with each generation, they get further from God until there's no hope of repentance at all. You know? Uh, so instead of chastising them to bring them to repentance, God uh, lets them run with their sins, and he will judge them at the great white throne judgment, and they will be cast into the lake of fire. Now, brother, that, that means there's no hope for them. Mm, there's no hope for them. Horrible place to be. You know, I, I the worst. The, I think the worst thing that can happen to a Christian brother is, is, is if, if God's chastisement uh, isn't God's chastisement, but the lack of it. Mm. Uh, if we be without chastisement, the Bible says that we are as bastards and not sons. That's right. Uh, God has refused to chastise Israel, and he's now going to judge her because uh, she has refused to judge herself and repent of her spiritual idolatry. Mm. Verses 15 through 19, we see Israel uh, is the northern kingdom, and Judah was to the south. And so the, the north is the one who has followed idolatry. And these are 10 of the 12 tribes uh, at this time, whenever you see them mentioned here. But Judah consisted of two. And those two were still faithful to God at this point. And God warns Judah, do not make the same mistake as your brethren to the north. In fact, the judgment uh, has been pronounced by God Judah is to listen and not to stray away from worshiping God like its northern brethren. In fact, Judah was to stay separate from Israel. They, they weren't to do anything, have anything to do with them. Why? So they ain't caught up in God's judgment themselves. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, you, ever, you ever growing up, you just happen to be at the wrong place when something happened? And because of that, you got a whipping too. Yeah, amen. And that's what, what he was warning him. He says, don't have anything to do with them, or else you're going to be caught up in it too. And so, Gilgal, Beth Haven, these were considered holy sites, but have now fallen into idolatry. I used to tell Daddy, well, Daddy, I didn't have nothing to do with that. Well, that was for the time that you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't catch it. Just to make sure. Yeah. God uh, will soon pull back from Israel because of their backsliding. Mm -hmm. They shall wander... Uh, aimlessly, like a lamb in the wilderness, looking for provisions with danger all around him while he's looking. Uh, Israel has joined themselves to idols of wood and stone. Uh, and God is telling his, uh, Judah here to abandon them and let their idols provide for them. But, uh, good luck with that, right? Mm. You know, without God, brother, there's no hope for uh, Israel. Uh, the rulers love those things that bring shame. Uh, and man, that's, that means there's even less hope. Judah is to see Israel's calamity and know that the sacrifices to idols only brings evil and God's judgment upon them. So Judah, according to God, is to leave Israel alone and not even try to help her. 
Mm. And that was for that fear of being caught up with them. That's right. And, uh, in chapter 5, uh, verse 1, we see uh, in these chapters following, we see where uh, God reveals his judgments. And the very first ones he deals with there, and rightfully so, is the priests. Uh, they're, they're listed first because they, they knew better than to follow the idols, and they did it anyway. Uh, in fact, they exploited uh, idolatry to, ex to extract money from the people for their own gain, and, and by doing so, they encouraged the people in their uh, sinful idolatry. Uh, their sin is the greatest because instead of warning people, they give idolatry their approval by their actions. Mm. Uh, they were set uh, as an example. Uh, Set to, they're supposed to set themselves as an example uh, for the people and not to encourage them uh, in their sin. And you know, uh, priests got it first, but then the second one to be called forth is the kings and the rulers. And this is why, because, well, you see, the priests, they're supposed to teach the people God's laws. They're supposed to teach and instruct them. And the kings and the rulers were to enforce God's laws. Hint, hint. Yeah, <laughs> we're to teach the truth, and the rulers are supposed to enforce the truth. And so, here the king was enforced God's law, and both refused, and therefore both are guilty more so than the people, and they're going to be judged for their lack of leadership. You know, those who have uh, departed from the faith and follow idolatry are numerous, and and they're, and they're determined. They're determined to do wrong. Even though God has openly opposed them all, they're still determined in violation of, of, of whatever God, everything God says, they're, they're going to do it anyway. And God says, I know Ephraim. And he says, and Israel is not hid from me. Verse 3. God knows all from the beginning to the end. He knows uh, not only their sins, but he knows how deep they go as well. Wow. You know, brother, sometimes God is, is long-suffering and people mistake that. Uh, for his not being able to see sin or the fact that he doesn't even care about it. And nothing could be further from the truth because not even the smallest thing escapes him. Something that you can easily pull over your or my eyes or anybody else's eyes, God can see it, folks. As we previously just discussed, he is everywhere. He sees all. Yeah, He knows of Israel's idolatry here, uh, and, and, and he knows how it has defiled all of the northern kingdom. And he will judge them in uh, in his time. Most certainly. When there is no more hope of chastisement, bringing them back to his to him and his word, then he will judge. And one thing's for sure, brother, God's about to bring the hammer down. He's going to fall with it. That's right. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Israel, as a nation, verse four, has made idolatry part of their spirit. And we we talked a little bit about that, you know, uh, on these broadcasts, you know how you make things part of your spirit down, you know, down in your inner being. And when you do that, they become who you are. Mm -hmm. And they will only be delivered from their idolatry when they choose to loose it from their spirit. But right now, they don't want to do that. That's right. Uh, in, in this verse, it speaks of the spirit of whoredoms uh, is in the midst of them. And, uh, you know, when we first started reading this thing, uh, what I had to wonder was if he was speaking of a spirit being or just kind of a characteristic of one or attitude of one or something. You know, you know as we, we continue reading out, um, it's, it's like you said, brother, they've taken that spirit of, of whoredoms and they've put it down inside their spirit. And brother, it's become a part of who they are. It's their exactly thought right. process. It's their, 
And, and leading the charge at the head of that is pride. Yeah. And it says that it testifies against them. In fact, it was pride uh, that caused the ten tribes to go running after the idols. What happened was they asked God for something. He said, no, that's wrong. That's a sin. Well, they looked over and said, hey, you know, Assyria's got that little wood or stone figure, and it lets them do it. Well, let's go try that. And so they said, God, hang out here for a minute. If we need you, we'll call you. If we need you, we'll call you. Call us, we'll call you. Right? And then they ran after the idols. The trouble was that the Lord God of Israel was real. And he's in control. Yeah, they couldn't form him to their will. No, no. Uh, The dumb idols wouldn't give them anything. And they controlled nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. They were, uh, like Santa Claus is to children, uh, taking credit for gifts given by the parents. You know, Santa Claus gave it to me. No, mom and dad actually gave it to me. Uh, here for the first time, we see that uh, Judah will also uh, fall into uh, idolatry sometime later. So they will only be protected as long as they follow the Lord. And God, you know, God judged them just like he, as he did the northern kingdom. You know, brother, once they've completely abandoned God, God has said, all right, you want to leave? I'll leave too. And, you know, brother, when God gets to that place where he gives you that that last word and it's too late to halt the judgment that's coming. Because now, before he was pleading, now he's announcing. Before he was pleading and asking, now he's telling. Yeah. You know, you remember back when uh, Noah's Ark, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and God shut the door of the Ark. And after he shut the door, uh, it was too late to knock and, and cry for mercy. What God shuts, doesn't anybody open. Mm-hmm. What God opens, can't anybody shut. You know, brother, that sounds kind of reminiscent. If you go over to Proverbs chapter 1, this very similar situation, it says in verse 25 of chapter 1, but ye have said it not all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge, and did choose the fear, uh, did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all of my reproof. Mm. He already told them. In the words of Solomon, he said, when this time comes, here we are. He said, don't look for me. You won't be able to find me. Man, that's a terrible thought, isn't it? God is long-suffering to us. He's not willing that any should perish. But there's a time for mercy, and there's a time for judgment. Mm -hmm. Israel's time for judgment has come. And God will not answer their plea for mercy. Uh, he has withdrawn himself from Israel, and he's left uh, left her to their own devices. And you know, brother, whenever you read the, the next little bit there of Proverbs, it says that. It says, therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. Yeah. And so the rest of this chapter, as we continue here, it kind of uh, deals with God's judgment on Israel. And hold on a minute. And Judah. Judah. Yep. Oh, guess what? They they didn't listen. They didn't heed God's warning. No, they didn't. You know, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Uh, you know, without God, 
Where do you turn for mercy? Where could I go but to the Lord? Amen. Mm. Seems like man tries every other avenue. Yeah, he seeks for all the answers in all the wrong places. Yeah. When he should start right here, the right place. Amen. You know, God will return to his place and he'll allow judgment to fall. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what they seem like they want, you know. No, what they really want, they want to use God when God's in, in their favor to use God. And God does what they want to do. And then, Genie in a bottle. Yeah, exactly right. Put him back. Pull him out when you need him. Stick him back on him. Cause it, you know. That's, that's real. That's why the idols were so popular. Because, you know, you pull him out when you need him. And pull him, put him back in a drawer when you don't. You know, you know and, and he'll he'll uh, he'll allow judgment to fall on Israel up until the time that they acknowledge their offense. And they once again seek God uh, to, to rule uh, in their affliction, they will seek God early, and and God will hear and deliver them from evil once again. And, I, and brother, I think I remember right. Uh, Judah was the last one to fall into into this idolatry, mm -hmm. uh, and God's judgment came. I think he was also the first one to get out of it too. If I yes, remember sir. Right. You know. uh, we go to chapter six in Hosea. That's right. Uh, verses one through three here pictures Israel reasoning out their calamity. <laughs> oh, I wonder what's going on. I just can't figure it out. Right. Wow. I mean, I don't know how God can make it any clearer. Yeah. They say, well, and, but they had to figure it out. They, well, come, let us return to the Lord, they say. And this carries the idea of the whole nation of Israel uh, rather than just certain individuals in the nation. Uh, each man should encourage uh, another to repentance uh, just like they once encouraged each other to, to fall into idolatry, you know, to do evil against the Lord. Uh, they should now be turning that around and, and with the same zeal. Mm. Uh, it's a uh, and verse two is pretty pretty neat stuck right in here in the middle. It's, it's a it's a prophecy of the resurrection of Christ. Uh, Israel's eventual acceptance of Christ uh, will bring them the peace that they so long for. In fact, uh, in the last days, Israel will know that Jesus Jesus is their Messiah and their deliverer. You know, we see here in in the next few verses God's response. You know, Jehovah is responding to them. And telling them that he's done everything possible to bring them back to him. And there's nothing more that he can do. Yeah. Even when they appear to return, and, it's, and, and, and they've done it over, and you said before, they've done it over and over and over again. Even when they appear to return to the Lord, it's only temporary. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and you can't trust them to stick by the stuff, stay the course. I believe the way he worded it was, your goodness is as the morning dew. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here for a while and gone. Yeah. And he's done everything. He sent them prophets to warn them uh, and to guide them. He's he's cha chasing them to bring them back. You know, that kind of reminds me of the fella that was standing on top of his house. The floodwaters had just reached about the gutters. And a boat come by. I said, hey, hop on. We'll take you. No, that's all right. God's going to take care of me. Waiting on the Lord. And so now the water's come almost to the peak of his roof, and he's standing on the very top of the roof there in the pitch. And he says, all right, Lord, I'm trusting in you. And another boat come by. Say, hey, hop on. We'll take you to safety. Man goes, you know what? I'm good. God's going to take care of me. And all right. Pulled off. Well, now he's on top of his chimney, and the water's just right there. So about that time, a helicopter comes in, Lowers ladder says, come on now. 
And he says, no, it's okay. God's going to take care of me. And, of course, the flood water raised and swept him off. He died. Well, he gets to heaven, walks up to the Lord and says, Lord, I thought you said you was going to help me. God looked right at him and said, I done sent you two boats and a helicopter. What more do you want? <laughs> Yet, just like Israel, you know, they, they remained hard-headed and disobedient over and over and over again. And, brother, when this judgment comes, they're going to be without excuse because God made his intent very clear. Yes, he did. And over and over again. Mm -hmm. In verse 6, we see where God wanted Israel to obey his moral principles. Uh, which come from the inside, mm -hmm. uh, rather than their sacrifices, which are only an outward expression uh, without meaning. Uh, true worship of God comes from down in your spirit, folks, mm. uh, not, not from a head knowledge. Uh, God's principles must first be put down in your spirit before they can be uh, expressed with any amount of genuineness at all. And verse 7 states that all of Israel, there wasn't nobody to be excused. Have, they have transgressed God's laws and it broke that covenant that was made with God. Verses 8 and 9 here, mm -hmm. uh, brother, talks about Gilead. You look up Gilead and, and you'll find that uh, Gilead was, a divinely, was divinely appointed uh, as a city of refuge. Uh, you know, that's where if, 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 you was, uh, if you was guilty of innocent blood, you know, you would flee to keep judgment from falling on you. Uh, and it was also the residence of the, of the priests. It's where they lived. The, and uh, he says here, the city was marked as a, a city of violence. Uh, and it all had been completely opposite. Uh, and, the, and here's the thing. The leading, the leading thieves and robbers were the priests themselves. Wow. They even laid wait for those who uh, fled there for protection and killed and robbed them uh, when they supposed to be coming there for, for safety. And brother, when a country's preachers are corrupt, uh, it speaks volumes uh, about the rest of the country. You know, if you if you look at this there, uh, the last two verses say, um, I have seen a horrible thing in the house of Israel. There is whoredom of Ephraim. Israel is defiled. And I mean, if you could just imagine this, this whole standpoint has been uh, from a husband who is going after a wife who is uh, whoring around like Hosea and Gomer. And if you could just imagine, uh, as, as a husband, seeing that, it, it, was, it was a disgusting, horrible thing to come home and to, to come home to that and to see uh, his, his wife with another. And he, he is, he's just enraged and, and, and furious. And he says, it's a horrible thing. And you've been defiled. And he tells Judah, he says, hey, I haven't forgot about you either. He said, I've seen what Ephraim did, but I ain't forgot about you. And there's a time coming. You're going to get what's coming for thee. And I'm going to return to captivity of my people. You know, uh, chapter 7 uh, continues God's uh, charges. Uh, verse 1 there says, when God would have healed Israel and restored him, uh, restored him, completely restored him, then Ephraim, they broke forth and called for, called for more judgment. Just about the time that uh, God was, was thinking they was get, getting ready to come around, uh, Ephraim, he, they, he jumps in there, they come jump in there and, and do something even worse and make it, make it even worse for them. And uh, God wants to restore us. There's no doubt about it. But man is his own worst enemy. God can't be blamed. I, I mean, it's, it's all man's fault. 
And brother, Israel was so blinded by their sin that they thought God would just let them slide on by. But see, that's not who God is. It's true. God is a God of love. God is a God of mercy. He's long-suffering. Uh, and, and He does. He loves us. But at the same time, He is just. And at the same time, He is holy. And God must judge sin because His holiness and His justness demands it. You know, uh, who would want to know that God judges sin? You know, and we know that He does. Right. I mean, here Israel, they knew that God had to judge, that God was going to judge sin. They didn't know when, but they knew it was coming. Who would want to live looking over their shoulder about when God's going to judge their sin? You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd get it over with, you know, repent, get it over with. Uh, Israel here was more concerned with what the uh, with the, what their their uh, idolatrous rulers thought uh, than they were with the approval of God. And you know, whenever you whenever you look at that verse uh, that follows five, six, and seven, it says, "In the day of our king, the princes have made him sick with bottles of wine. He stretched out his hand with the scorners." And they're also compared to a baker who leaves the oven on and goes to sleep. And and brother, the the end of that is burnt bread or bird or, or bread that ain't cooked all the way and it, it's worthless which is saying all that they put their hands to because of the wickedness and the corruption profited them nothing yeah amen unless you want to eat unless you want to eat burnt bread or raw bread <laughs> you know uh and you know the shame of it is brother that they seem like that's what they wanted mm. you know uh, ephraim verse eight uh, was a rural tribe of israel uh, and even Ephraim had joined with these idolatrous rulers, and now the, they weren't any better than the than the idolatrous rulers were. Mm -hmm. uh, they sold themselves out uh, for man's approval and against God's commands to Israel. Their strength lied in the Lord and His principles, but now they were weak and nothing more than pawns for evildoers. They knew better; they just didn't do better, mm. uh, and they were now ripe for God's judgment. You know, I don't know that it was that they, they couldn't stop sinning, brother, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't even, they wouldn't even regard God's chastisement. In fact, the Bible says that Ephraim was like a silly dove, and he has run to Assyria, and he has run to Egypt for help in this time. You know, in verses 12 through 14, uh, Israel even sought help from Egypt and Assyria. God got them out of that place once. Mm -hmm. uh, even though God warned them not to make any alliance with uh, either one of them, there they went running uh, to the world for help. Uh, instead of help, uh, Israel will now be humbled by uh, their heathen neighbors and would have to uh, kind of lick their boots to, to get any, <laughs> uh, any relief at all. Eventually, Israel will lose it all to them because they chose to go somewhere else other than God for relief and help. Uh, they would rather trust their heathen neighbors uh, wow. than, than, than returning to God and his principles. You know, brother, there was a time God gloried in defending Israel against their enemies. But because of their spirit of ungratefulness, their, their lack of gratitude, God would now deliver them no longer. Yeah, amen. And so... <clears throat> Man, whenever you, whenever you think about it, or whenever you consider Israel's predicament here, it kind of sounds like the way we get. Yeah. 
we get as as children of God, we uh, sometimes we have to be told more than once. Yeah. Amen. You know, we're in the age of grace right now. Yep. And uh, just because God doesn't judge this world right now for sin doesn't mean that he's not going to. That's right. I mean, it's coming. It's a little bit like Israel. They have to look over their shoulders, you know, uh, because God's judgment is coming. And, and the way things are going, man, it's coming quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's so easy. It's so easy to stave off that judgment. By just accepting Christ as your Savior, repent of your sins, and, and accept Christ as your Savior, and because He paid it, He paid it all. Right. He paid it all for you. All you could do is accept the payment, and and uh, and accept Christ, and and allow uh, Him uh, to pay your price, and then uh, you can be restored unto the Father and go to heaven, and and you'll miss all that mess, you know. But those who don't, those who just refuse and just and just think God's judgment will never come, mm-hmm. you know. They're going to be so fooled, so fooled, you know. It says like, and just, I think it's about to call, talk about the city, great city Babylon, that in one hour, such a great city that was such a prosperous to the whole world, such valuable to the whole world, in one hour it was gone because God judged it. Judge, judge, judgment is just that quick. And it's going to be just that quick for you, folks. That's right. In the why? moment, in the twinkling of an eye. So why, why wait? That's right. It's just a no-brainer for me. That, you know, I've always been pretty practical in my life. And when I got to look into things, some people might say I got fire insurance. <laughs> you know, because when I got saved, I didn't want to go to hell. That's why I got saved. I didn't love the Lord. I just didn't want to go to hell, you know. And I knew that was the way out, was going through Christ. And it's still the way out, folks. You can, you can learn to love the Lord later. Uh, but if you're here and listen to this podcast tonight, no matter where you're at in the world, uh, if you would just simply lift up your eyes uh, to heaven and, and uh, tell the Lord Jesus Christ that, uh, that you're a sinner and that there's no hope for you outside of, of, of his shed blood and, and that you uh, uh, confess, uh, confess him as your Lord and Savior uh, and ask him to come in your heart and save your soul. And brother, he will. That's right. He will. And you can miss this mess. You've got a song for us. I do, and it's something that Israel should have done a long time ago and said a long time ago.
And that's our prayer for you, is that you would surrender all to Jesus, give make him your him. Lord and Savior. Give all, give all that sin to him. Let him nail it to the cross. That's right. And uh, we're going to close in a word of prayer. And uh, we ask that you would remember in a very special way one of our, our brothers here. Uh, his name is Phil Shiflett. And uh, he's he's in the hospital and he's uh, having a pretty rough go of it. Keeps getting worse instead of better. And so we're going to ask you to just pray that the Lord would work healing and bring strength to him and and his family. And, and, and we just uh, appreciate and cover your prayers. So we're going to go ahead and go to the Lord a word of prayer this time. Father, we thank you so much for the day that you've given us. Lord, what a, what a day to be in your house, to be able to study your word. Every day is a precious gift from you. And Lord God, uh, now our prayer is, is that, Lord, we would learn, Father, from Israel in the fact that, Lord, we, we don't want to provoke you in your judgment, Lord, and your chastisement. But, Lord, instead, we need to surrender our lives to you. We need to live a, a way that's pleasing to you, Lord. And, and Father, I pray that you would give us the, the strength and that you would give us the, the, the wisdom, Father, that we need to do so. Lord, now we lift up our brother, uh, Phil. Lord, we just pray for your healing. Lord God, we know that you are able. We thank you for your healing, that you're going to work in him. And Lord, uh, you are the great physician. Lord, there's nothing beyond your power. And Lord, again, we just ask for that healing, that strengthening. Lord, be with uh, his wife, Sister Kay, and, and, and Lord, for their family. Uh, strengthen them. Father, comfort them. And, and Lord, just give them your peace about it, knowing you're in control. Lord, as always, our prayer is that something will be said in our broadcast, Lord, that if there's one that doesn't know Jesus Christ, that they would be saved before it's everlasting too late. Lord God, also that your children would be encouraged and lifted up, Lord, as we continue to study your word. Lord, all this would be for naught if it wasn't for your son, Jesus Christ, and his death on the cross at Calvary, and his triumphant in his resurrection. Lord, it would be for nothing, and it's in Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you for tuning in with us. If you're watching us on Facebook, I encourage you to hit the love button and share it if you are going to be watching us on youtube push the like and hit that subscribe button and push the little bell right next to it for notifications right. check us out on podcasts uh, anchor fm uh, all the major podcasts also give us a thumbs up on there too they have a little like thing i saw there yeah. and so uh, just continue to pray that the lord will use this to be a blessing to those that hear. Amen. All right, so until next week, which by the way, the conclusion <laughs> yeah. of Hosea. <laughs> yeah, we all be able to finish it up pretty quick, really. That's right. And we're still looking for questions. Uh, if you want to message us, if you want to email us, uh, please send in your questions. Uh, there'll be a post going up on this page a little bit later tonight and uh, for questions, Bible questions. And uh, that's what we originally started doing. Uh, is answering questions that people had about the Bible from the Bible. And so, until next week, God bless. Amen.